welcome to the Knock On, Scoreline.ie's rugby podcast. In this episode, I chat to former Leinster captain Chris Pym, and we talk about the Ireland under-20s loss to England on Thursday, Tim Corkery from Kilkenny involved in that, Ireland and the team to play Japan in the summer series in the Aviva Stadium, Carloman Ed Byrne is involved in that, the opening Lions game against Japan last week and all the news surrounding that, the injuries and Conor Murray being made captain and all that stuff. And we talk about the opening Lions game against the Sigma Lions, which takes place in South Africa. All that and more. Chris, uh, great to have you back after a couple of weeks. Uh, we gave you a little holiday. You were worn out doing the podcast before that. Um, everyone needs a break. <laughs> but good to have you everyone back on needs the, a break. the podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, I'd love to say it was a break now, but it was a busy few weeks, but... <laughs> It's all good. It's yeah. all good. A bit of rugby to take our mind off things now for the next week or two. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, plenty going on. So absolutely. Yeah, give, give us a give us a chance to catch up with a couple of local local clubs as they wrapped up their exactly. their, yeah. their preseason preseason. They got four weeks of training before they had to knock it on the head yeah. um, as per regulations and everything as well. So it's nice to to catch up with them. And there's a bit of a lull in the rugby world as well with the lines and all that sort of stuff um, but the Lions gets underway properly tomorrow we'll talk about that Chris of course in, in detail now uh, shortly but we're going to recap on the Six Nations match uh, on Thursday night of course Kilkenny man Tim Corkery was named it out half for that one and he played the match before as well uh, he was on the bench for the first game there um, but a loss to England and it was a pretty brutal game uh, as well England running out 24-15 winners um, so England now top the table Chris ahead of their last games against Wales and Italy um, Ireland will play Italy of course next week and that but uh, you don't want to lose any of these matches of course in the Six Nations I know it's a cliche but um, losing to England England are very very strong um, they mm. always have decent underage sides coming through as well Ireland were, were not cruising through at that stage I, I suppose but uh, yeah, this is no, a bit of very, very good yeah. the previous couple of weeks and uh, certainly it was a good few lads who put their hands up so, uh, yeah, there's a couple of fine prospects coming through, that's for sure. And certainly, I think the previous week, uh, Tim Corkery gone very well. And yeah. uh, he certainly looked the part, you know, varied his game really, really well. So, yeah, no, fine, fine, but fine prospect. Absolutely. It's a bit of a wake-up call, too, uh, when the English come over and they beat you up physically like that mm. and uh, um, get the win and sort of put you on the back foot then for the rest of the tournament. But sure, all they can do is play, try to win the rest of their games and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, they'd gone into the they'd gone into the competition without three of their probably starting second rows. So they were losing a bit of physical presence. I mean, the two guys in second row are 6'3 and 6'4, not really big enough at that level. So, you know, that was always going to count against them once they came up against the bigger French and, and English teams. So... Um, yes, yeah, look, it's it's the way it is. Uh, but yeah, certainly some fine prospects. Your man Doak looks like um, he's going to be a fine bit of stuff. Uh, he's an absolute spit, spit of his father. So it's uh, yeah, no, great to see some uh, some talent coming through there. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they go now for the rest of the, the rest of the campaign. 
Absolutely. And speaking of young players and uh, giving lads a chance as well, I suppose, the Summer Series is starting tomorrow for Ireland. Japan and the USA are the games. Give yeah. Sandy Farrell a chance to blood a few lads. But looking across the team sheet, um, our own Carloman Ed Byrne is on the bench. Uh, front row replacement of course um, Tom Daly unfortunately didn't make uh, the match day squad as well he could be a reserve we don't know um, and we don't know how close he was to it uh, either but just looking across the team sheet Chris it's it's pretty familiar um, there's a lot of familiar yeah. names in there you've got Craig, the likes of Craig Casey and that on the bench as you'd expect but I don't know I thought Andy might have been a bit more throw caution to the wind and sort of you know start to create cases and you know yeah. you know sort of go beyond those sort of fringe players and uh, bring in a, a yeah. few young lads because there's nothing really at stake per se no exactly but i guess like anything any international manager is going to be measured against his win-loss ratio and you would imagine japan will be the stronger of the two sides they'll play so um i think he probably wants to go with as strong as he could in the short term, while obviously blooding a few guys are getting well. You could hardly call Joey Carberry being blooded, but you know, it's great to see him back at this level after um, being out for so long. So um he's probably the standout of the certainly from the back line of the guys who, you know, everybody be really excited to see how he goes. And um, you know, then in the pack, I suppose the pack's a little bit familiar looking as well, all right. I mean you would like to have seen one or two others in there, but certainly, uh, you know, I'm not sure whether Finley Beale and Ulton Delan, we kind of have a good idea what they're capable of, and maybe we could have shown a little bit more, thrown a bit more caution to the wind there, all right. And I suppose Omani's there for his bit of experience, but, I mean, he has Kilcoyne, he has Ryan there, I mean... You know, you could make a case for obviously have been freshening things up there a bit as well. But I guess he has to justify his uh, his much talked about two year contract. So yeah, um, you know, he's in there as well. So that's probably probably fair enough. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, an interesting backline as well with with Farrell and Matroski in the middle, two big boys. Um, be interesting to see how they go against the the Japanese who. Clearly love running the ball from everywhere. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be actually a really interesting game. It's a big opportunity for Stuart McCluskey, you know, in and yeah. out of favour on Irish teams. But he has played pretty well for Ulster this season as well. So he's back in that shop window. This is his chance. Uh, so fair play to him. Um, yeah. And like you said, trying out a combination with Chris Farrell. We sort of know what Chris can do, though. Yeah, and he probably this time last year, we were probably more excited about him than we were. We are this time in that... Um, he had had a, come off a very good season last year. I'm not sure he really kicked on this year for Munster. Um, didn't really impact on the season the way he looked like when he had kind of come through first onto the, well, obviously back to Ireland from Grenoble and then back into the Munster scene and then obviously the Irish scene. He's certainly had a quieter season this year. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a great opportunity for him to, you know, stamp his... His uh, right to be there. So, yeah, look, big game for him, to be honest, because, you know, there's plenty of young centres um, jumping at the bit there, even in Munster. Um, so, you know, it's an important game for him, that's for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gavin Coombs, obviously well-deserved, well-earned and all that stuff as well. He'll get a run out definitely at some stage uh, tomorrow. Um, it's great to see him in the squad. It's really exciting. Yeah, look, and everything you read or see or hear about him is just, well, what an athlete. Um, I think he scored some obscene number of tries as well during the season, the most ever by a, by a monster player. So, you know, from a guy who's played... I don't know how many games he played, but he certainly didn't play every game. His uh, his try ratio and his level of dynamism is is second to none. So yeah, look, I think he's a really really exciting prospect. And yeah, look, there's a perfect opportunity to get the likes of him, him and Craig Base, Craig Casey and stuff on the on the pitch. So yeah, they're absolutely the next generation of guys who you would imagine that. Um, you know, along with Kelleher and the likes of, of, you know, and Ryan, that these are the guys who will be the next generation of, of hopefully Irish legends. But yeah. um, yep, so look, fantastic opportunity for sure. Yeah, great to see Kale and Doris back in the back row there as well. Um, just yeah. talking about, yeah, just fantastic. Um, of course, he's a familiar friend on the other side of him as well, Josh van der Fleer. Um, and, and we know what Peter can do, of course. Peter's in there, like you said, for a bit of uh, leadership yeah. and everything as well. Just looking at the out-half selections, um, noticeable. It's great to have Joey Carberry back um, and see what Joey can do in a green shirt as well. Um, and, you know, it gives Ireland, of course, more options as well. There's plenty of debate about that. No sign of the Byrne brothers. Billy, well, sorry, the Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E brothers. Billy Burns is on the bench, the, the Ulster yeah. out half. Yeah. Um, but no sign of... Um, no sign uh, of Harry, no sign of Ross. Yeah. Yeah. wonder what that's about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not quite sure. That surprised me as well. I thought Harry... Well, Ross didn't get into the squad, and then Harry, who I would have thought was, I mean, bar Joey has a mare, and they're looking for someone with a bit of stability and experience, you know, maybe that's why they've gone with Byrne, but with, sorry, with Billy Byrne, but I would have thought getting Harry in there um, was a no-brainer, but maybe next week is the time to blood him. But yeah, look, absolutely, it's... uh, yeah, I'm not sure Billy is a really long-term option for us there at 10. I would have thought getting Harry in there as soon as possible alongside Joey. They would hopefully all go on well, look like the two lads of which we would be building. Hopefully they'll be the next O'Gara and Humphreys pairing or whoever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, who knows? Yeah, yeah, and a thought just popped into my head, like you were talking about a second ago. Maybe this selection for Japan is okay. Japan's not going to be easy. Let's get it over the line, and when the USA come visit, and let's fire in Tom Daly's and uh, yeah, yeah, the Harry Burns of the world and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, look, and that would make total sense. So, and you can see where that's coming from. So, it will be interesting, and I think even the likes of Beelan and Dylan, you know, whatever's there behind them. They, they they'll get their opportunity. I would have thought next week. So, um, yeah. I suppose he was. Yeah, I would imagine he'll he'll try and give everyone a gallop of some sort. So, um, yeah. Look, I think you know, Tom Daly would be disappointed if he doesn't get a doesn't get a look in next week as well. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, so Rust, great with loads of rugby again all of a sudden. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a one o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon. Um, we're really looking forward to it as well. Now, Chris, we need to talk uh, about um, a certain James Ryan. Um, so the, 
the Lions squad happened. Uh, Alan Wayne Jones got injured last week against Japan. Um, there was talk about James Ryan going. Um, no sign of James. Um, the replacements were named. Um, and then something came out about James Ryan being injured. Um, so unavailable for selection for the Lions. And here he is starting against Japan a week later. Yeah, it's yeah bizarre setup. Not really sure what's going on. I just read a thing there this morning that Farrell was saying that Warren Gatlin really rates them. So I would die to know. There's a lot of mixed messages going on there. And certainly if I was James Ryan, I still think if I suppose if I was James Ryan, I'd be really glad of a game of rugby tomorrow because I would be going absolutely bananas to prove a point tomorrow like never before. And look, the reality is there will probably be more injuries. Um, and if there is another one, he absolutely must surely be the next in line. And you know that's the way he has to approach it. You know, there's no point in. And I absolutely take for with absolute certainty that he won't. But you know, he absolutely needs to step up. He needs to have a massive game tomorrow and really make his points to uh, to Gatlin. Now, you know, I did read something during the week that there was some issue with an adductor muscle, and they weren't really hundred percent sure. And I think you know maybe that was part of it. But given that he was the next best, you would have thought, look, he doesn't exactly have to play tomorrow. He could yeah. play Wednesday, he could play Saturday next week. Um, it would seem a little bit strange, but maybe they just didn't want to take the risk on not bringing in a fully fit player. But, um, yeah, look, the whole thing was a little bit unseemly. And, I mean, I was I was actually delighted on Saturday evening when I was kind of thinking, well, I wasn't delighted, obviously, with <laughs> Alvin Jones going off, but that he had created a gap for James and that he wouldn't be the next in line. So, then when I heard on Saturday night that he hadn't made, I was like, you are having a laugh. Yeah. This is just a joke. But, yeah, look, who knows what's going on in the corridors of power. We just get to talk about it as to actually make any decisions. So it's tough on him. But, uh, look, hopefully he goes, has a massive game tomorrow and makes a point. So Yeah, um, and... Uh... Yeah, let's hope he does, and hopefully he's still in contention. That's if any other second rows get injured. Um, um, the other interesting thing, of course, uh, was um, a chance for one of our Irish hookers to get a chance to train with the Lions, but didn't go on the touring party. He was the only player brought in to train with them as cover yeah. while there was lads still on duty with their clubs and everything as well. Um yeah, that, that must be terrible to be teased like that. Oh, get out your life. Can you imagine? It just must be a living hell. And apparently he went really, really well. There were really there were a lot of really positive feedback about him and that he'd done extremely well. So, look, he's in the same boat. All he can do is battle away and hope that somebody keels over um, and that he'll get his chance. But, look, I suppose in many ways it's better than them not getting to go. So, but yeah, look, you can totally appreciate that you've been in the environment for eight, nine days and, you know, such obviously a fantastic environment for any young lad to be chucked into to then have to basically pack up your bag and go home while everyone else is busy getting the gear. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's tough, very tough. 
where so, yeah, it could be a long few weeks and he'll he'll definitely be top of the list there obviously as well for for a call up so here's hoping here's hoping Absol- fingers crossed that he might get his chance absolutely wearing your lines shorts uh, for your walks down to the shop on a Sunday morning yeah, exactly, af- yeah. after international yeah. duty you know um mm. Yeah, they get a hell of a lot of stuff, actually. I remember talking to Sean O'Brien about it before. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of gear, I'm sure. Most of it is taken by the brothers and the cousins and everything yeah, exactly. <laughs> when yeah. it comes back. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Lions, Chris, in general, um, there's been plenty of stories, of course, popping around. Crowds are gone again. Um, there was talk of them coming in. Um, the coronavirus is rampant in South Africa, and then there was all this debate again about the lines and all you know, question marks over the whole thing. It's going ahead regardless. Um, yeah. t- tomorrow they're playing um, the Sigma Lions, um, yeah. it's 12 about tw- 12 years since they've played them. Uh, at, at this stage, 2009 tour, of course, they would have played them as well. Um, yeah, it's it's great to have it at Lions Tour. Um, match to look forward to tomorrow as well. Um, Warren Gatlin's made a good few changes as well to that team um, yeah. that beat Japan last time out. I think it's only Josh Adams um, kept his place on that team as well. And Stuart Hogg yeah. is going to lead them out. Um, sure, it's as I say, it's one of the club matches to get to play one of the clubs, ease them into the tour as well. Um, but it's always good as well. You see lads just you know going for it as well because there's other places at stake. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I suppose on the back of last week's game, you know, it was obviously huge Irish involvement there with six of them playing. Um, and to be honest, all of them went well. You know, I mean, I thought Henshaw looked really, really sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, Henderson, actually, I thought his work rate was really good as well. Couldn't have faulted him. Conan certainly didn't look out of place either. Uh, Tigburn, probably the weakest of them, but, you know, got a great try. Um, and I think he got one turnover, but... He, uh, you certainly wouldn't be event to be ashamed of there. And Tyg Furlong, good and solid too. And then an absolute bolt out of the blue. Connor Murray gets made captain. So yeah, uh, there wasn't too many people saw that one coming. No one, <laughs> I don't think no one, exactly, including yeah. himself. I would suggest. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit taken yeah. aback. I forgot to mention it there when we started talking about the Lions. Of course, one of the big yeah. stories of the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's well deserved, of course, as well. He's been a tourist a few times, yeah, so he knows the crack. Good, He's yeah. one of the top players in the world as well. Um, a couple of years ago, probably the best scrum half in the world. So, um, it's yeah. interesting. It's hard to read um, Warren Gatland, isn't it? Um, you yeah, just don't know what's coming next. It absolutely shows that he hasn't made his mind up about the ten twelve axis. So, you know, he, if he was full sure what he was doing there, um, Owen Farrell would have been captain. But I think it's probably a compliment to Bondiaki, Henderson, you know, whoever else is there, that he's really not sure whether whether he will start with um, Owen Farrell at 12. So on that basis, could he really afford to make him captain? And I guess if you look through the whole squad, um, bar maybe Ken Owens, even that, even then, could you be sure he would be starting? Murray was possibly the only definite starter, and I suppose it gives us an insight into what has happened in the first eight or nine days while they've been in camp. That um, Murray is clearly 
stood out head and shoulders above any of the other scrum halves. So that he is, barring injury, nailed on to start the first test. Yeah. So on that basis, which is a slightly strange basis, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with it. Um, basis to pick your captain, but anyway, yeah. I mean, he he doesn't make too many bad calls, to be fair, Gatland. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, given that he'd don't even captain his bloody school team, never mind province, club, or country. So it was a big, a big step up. But any of the feedback I've seen from the player, the other players on tour are gone that he's very much a captain who leads by example and leads leads from the front and leads through his actions as opposed to his words. So um yeah, look, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so, absolutely. Obviously a fantastic honor for for Connor. So uh look absolutely the best of luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it goes well. Uh of course, um leading the team. Yeah, they were talking about the ten axis. Finn Russell starts tomorrow for the Lions. Yeah. Um and there's plenty of chat about Owen Farley's at twelve. Um yeah. chat about Dan Bigger as well. Um yeah. some people I'm hearing mixed reactions about Dan Bigger. Um, you know, is he a is he a test starting lines out half or, or is he just good with the boot? Or do you put in Finn Russell who's sort of a bit more of a a playmaker, a bit more of lad to run the ball and uh, yeah, go I for gaps. That's that yeah, stuff. definitely. I think, and I think it'll be it'll be a pairing of bigger and Aki or uh, Russell and Farrell. I don't think I don't think they'll be split up, and I think it's probably good for Russell to have Farrell outside him just to keep maybe a bit of a lid on him. Um, but. I think Russell definitely gives you a little bit more creativity and a bit more flair. And I mean, I would be absolutely shocked and stunned if we go to South Africa and think we can beat up the South Africans. You know, we're going to have to beat them with a bit of guile and something a bit different and something outside the norm. And I think Finn Russell's more likely to give you that than Bigger, who's been very solid, been very good, but... um. He's still not as solid or as good as maybe a Johnny Sexton or somebody like that, but Russell gives you that little bit of magic. And I think, you know, that it's a great opportunity for him if he can keep his discipline, um, but obviously not lose that little bit of magical flair that he could pin down that spot as the starting 10 bust. Bigger certainly gives you more structure and, you know, he's a bit, say, a bit more like Johnny Sexton. In the, he probably got a better all-round game. But as regards locking a defence or doing something a little bit special, Finn Russell definitely gives you that. So it's really good. It's going to be really interesting over the next couple of weeks to see how that that plays out because, um, you know, they're probably the, absolutely the two, you know, it's between the, those two for 10, I would have thought, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dan Bigger, of course, uh, manned the matches play against Japan as well. Um, mm. Yeah, and Russell, in fairness, um, he's gone to, he's been paired up with his um, Scotland uh, scrum half um, teammate, Ali Price, as well. And then mm. you've got Hogg in the back as well, uh, Reese Samet and yeah. uh, Adams there as well. So plenty of familiarity for him. Um, so yeah. it'll, that'll help out Finn quite a lot as well to have that lads he knows around him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, um, 
Yeah, it's actually a great opportunity for the likes to see Zamet and Hogg on the same team. Um, you'd like to think if everyone went according to plan that that would be our starting um, 15 or 14. And I think they would get, they give you a great creativity as well and just that little bit of little bit of spark and a little bit of talent and a little bit of unknown quantity. So, yeah, look, it'd be really good to see how those two in particular go. I'm not sure whether Harris is a star at this level. Um, he was good. He was solid for um, for Scotland, but you know, certainly I'd have had Ringrose in there ahead of him. So, but then I might be a little biased. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, so, we'll, de- we'll declare our bias from the from the outset. Um, yeah, it's a fairly good looking pack as well, uh, Chris as well. Win Jones, Jamie George, mm-hmm. Kyle Sinclair up front, and then yeah. the massive Mario Toje and Johnny Hill. Mm-hmm. Courtney Laws, Hamish Watson, Chalupe Falatau. Uh, hardy enough men up front as well to try and deal with that sort of physicality yeah. from from, from uh, the lines, from the other lines. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, Jamie George will definitely see himself as a starting two. Um, Toje obviously will see himself as a starting four. And Falatau probably at eight. But other than that, you would imagine everybody else is playing for their spot or maybe even a spot on the bench because uh, you can't, I mean, Sinclair was lucky to get there in the first place. Um, but obviously you'd expect Furlong to, to step in there. Uh, so, you know, the most, it, it's a great opportunity for Johnny Hill actually. So obviously with, with uh, Wynn Jones gone, um, you know, possibly opens the door for him, but I'm not sure I'd have brought him on the tour to start with. So I hope, uh, Hope he proves me wrong. But, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. And Hamish Watson, who I absolutely love and adore. I think he's a great bit of stuff. Um, great opportunity for him. Hope he has a massive game. But he's like your real old-fashioned out-and-out seven. Oh, he is. He's so few of them at international level now. Um, great opportunity for him. And hopefully he can stand up to the physicality and stuff. Uh, if he does that, I think... I think he'll go really well and he won't be far away. He's kind of like your old fashioned Neil back going yeah. back to your kind of old fashioned, um, you know, narky little, you know, tiny little seven. We just drive you. <laughs> drive you so, cracked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every team should have one of them. So I think that, uh, yeah, I really look forward to see how he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I know, absolutely. A big fan uh, as well. Yeah, um, as, as as people say, he's not a diluted seven. He's a full-on no, out-and-out out seven. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Uh, so. Yeah, no, there's plenty yeah. uh, to look forward to there. Plenty of players to um, keep an eye on as well. Uh, Bundyaki and Ian Henderson are the two Irish on the bench as well. Yeah. You'd expect them, obviously, to get a to stretch their legs at some stage uh, as well. Elliot Daly's there. Sam Simmons, Gareth Davies. Gareth, of course, has been on the lines before. Um, Xander Fagerson, Michael Vunapola, um, you know, an old lifer, as we call him. Um, yeah. Well used to all this as well. Solid and reliable, I suppose, um, to have. Yeah, the well, I mean, yeah. Well, you'd expect Vunapola to be a starting, a starting one, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, with George and Furlong, so bar one of the bar when Jones has a stormer, you'd imagine that uh, Vinapola will be a starter there. But yeah, look, sure, it's it's eight nine weeks, so who knows what way things pan out? So it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, that's Courtney Law's second start or second game 
at six and just interesting to see that either he's a journeyman he's getting out getting him out of the system now or he's genuinely looking at him as an option of six so it'd be really interesting to see how he goes because really he's more of a six he's more of a four than he is a six so um or certainly in my book so that's uh, i think that's an interesting call that he's appeared there twice so um yeah we'll just keep an eye on keep an eye on loss because he, he's been in and out of the england team as well so uh, he wasn't always a starter for eddie jones so yeah just quite interesting to keep an eye and see how he why how he goes over the next couple of weeks couple of these young lads, Chris, are going to get a sort of a shock probably tomorrow. Um, they've been training for it anyway, but the physicality of these teams, um, this, well, they used to be called the Golden Lions, I think, in, in a previous mm. life, the Sigma Lions that are playing tomorrow. And there's plenty of huge, huge men on that, and that's the type of game to play. Um, yeah, I've seen interviews before with players that are new to the tour um, and even to get their first crack at any match, whether it's against one of the clubs or whatever. Um, it's a bit of a wake-up call, um, especially at high altitude. The lungs are on fire. Um, yeah, you've got big, absolutely. big burly men <laughs> trying to take lumps out of you as well. Um, yeah, it's um, that's why I love these first matches as well when they go on tour because uh, you know it just <laughs> it's a birth of fire almost, especially for yeah. South Africa. Yeah, no, definitely, and um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how how guys go there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, quite, it was interesting to see even the... I'm not quite sure what was going on with uh, Benetton in the final of the pro for the, what was it, the Rainbow Cup. But, yep. you know, absolutely beat the crap out of... Um, wasn't it the Stormers they played? Yeah, destroyed In them. the final. And um, what was going on there? I mean, that just made no sense. So... Yeah. And so, we're meant to, and we're bringing in a few behind because they've played so little rugby. Whether the South Africans are going to be a little bit cold coming into this, so it will be interesting to see how they go. And you know, tomorrow will tell us a lot about what we face over the next six to seven weeks. But yeah, I mean, that one was just a complete bolt out of the blue. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but there is no way they would expect to head up to Italy to play. Benetton, who hadn't won a Pro 14 game in a year and a half, to suddenly yeah. lose one of the top provinces in, or to, to to beat one of the top provinces in South Africa. So, you know, it's quite hard to gauge really where maybe, where they're at, and obviously because they've played so little rugby as to what we face. So, yeah, look, tomorrow absolutely will tell us a lot, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, bring on the South African teams into the new United Rugby Championship, Chris, is that what <laughs> yeah, it's called? Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop and think yeah. for a second. Um, so the Pro 14, 16, 12, all that stuff has gone out yeah. the window. Um, it's a new championship and it's a different format and everything um, yeah. with these South African teams. Yeah, you know what? Bring on the physicality. If it brings on our lads, happy days. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, we'll know. I say we'll know tomorrow how far or not behind the... Uh, the ball we are so yeah so we'll, we'll we'll know a lot more by by uh six seven o'clock tomorrow evening but uh yeah no bring it on looking yeah. forward to it
Any thoughts before we let you go, Chris, on the United Rugby Championship, the new name and all that sort of jazz? Pretty much. Yeah, look, I, think it, I actually think it's great that South Africans have come into the competition. I think it brings a bit of, you know, just changes up thing. The Pro 14 was, to be honest, was a bit of a joke. Leinster putting out the third team and winning games. So I'm hoping that the South Africans will come with a bit more physicality and ask a few more questions of, of the bigger promises. Um, it's a little bit of a concern down the road that basically is, I think is only two provinces can qualify for the European Cup out of the Four. United Rugby Championship or whatever it's called. So that's going to, whereas we would have had a, we would have been in a position to get all four of our promises into the European Cup. I think that is that could be quite damaging long-term to the Irish yeah. game, but I'm not 100% sure whether that's totally the case, but it does look, it does certainly end in the red there. That would definitely be a little bit of a concern that the likes of an Ulster or a Connacht might just get a bit left behind and find getting to the European level difficult because of the way you qualify out your two, out your two divisions. So that would definitely be a concern, but look, it is what it is. So, Let's see how it pans out. But yeah, I absolutely think it'd be great to have the South Africans on board. They will definitely bring a an added level of physicality. There'll also be the possibility of a little trip to South Africa, maybe to watch a couple of games in the sunshine in the depths of winter. So you never know. There might be an upside there as well. For the supporters, at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Well, no, absolutely. For the supporters. Assuming yeah. we get the South COVID track carry sorted out, that would be my my plan, I have a couple of guys already been out to me looking at it now weekend in the middle of November, maybe doing a week in uh, in South Africa and taking in two, uh, two of those Leinster games, so yeah, look, that sounds like a possibility sounds not the worst idea in the world Yeah, the knock-on live from uh, Johannesburg um, <laughs> it's a possibility yeah. Chris, it's hey, a possibility there's a thought, there's a thought. It'd, be, it'd be rude not to absolutely Talk to your yeah. bosses there, Stephen, and tell them to make it happen. Any sponsors listening, you know where we are. Exactly. Um, Chris, great catching up with you again. Um, we're going to be here, of course, right every good, yeah. single week. Um, we'll talk about rugby, um, but it's all about the lines now from here on in. Uh, Ireland against the USA as well in the summer series. Um, yeah. And then it's all lines, 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 lines. So plenty to chat about. Lots going to happen, of course, as well. Um, so stay up to date. We're available yeah. on... If you're listening to this, wherever you're listening, it's available on all streaming platforms and on scoreline.ie. Chris Pym, former Leinster captain, thanks for joining us. No bother. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Stephen. That was former Leinster captain Chris Pym. That's it from this knock-on rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby. And of course, if you're into your GAA, we've got the Clash Act, all things MMA, and lots more. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 